Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. In the NOCO is supported by Blue Federal Credit Union, with locations from Denver to Cheyenne, helping members tap into the power of community. More information at bluefcu.com. Today on KUNC's Colorado Edition, people in northern Colorado have agreed to drop allegations that police mistreated them and settle for cash payouts. That's happened more than 200 times in the past decade. Police departments and local governments don't learn from these lawsuits as much as they should. Coming up, we'll hear the first piece of KUNC's two-part investigation into how cities settle allegations ranging from false arrest to wrongful death. It's Monday, March 28th. I'm Erin O'Toole, and this is Colorado Edition from KUNC. Before we dive into that story, though, I want to bring you a quick update on the NCAR fire, which erupted over the weekend in the foothills of Boulder County and prompted the evacuation of nearly 20,000 people. Around 150 firefighters have been working to contain the blaze. Rain in tomorrow's forecast is expected to help out, although Incident Commander Brian Oliver said in a press briefing today they expect it will smolder for weeks. Officials said it was a huge community win that the fire didn't cause any injuries or damage to structures. All evacuation orders were lifted on Sunday, although hiking trails in the area remain closed. Northern Colorado cities are paying out millions of dollars to settle serious allegations against police. Some cases receive significant publicity, but many of them slip under the radar. In the first of a two-part series, KUNC investigative reporter Michael DeOanna uncovered hundreds of settlements and an ongoing pattern where allegations of police misconduct disappear in exchange for cash payouts. When Loveland police officer Austin Hopp confronted an 80-pound, 73-year-old woman in June of 2020, All right, let's stop, ma'am. he didn't know he was about to put himself and his city under intense scrutiny. I don't think you want to play it this way. Employees at a Walmart had accused Karen Garner of shoplifting about $14 worth of things, including a soda pop and a candy bar. Hopp tracked her down. Do you need to be arrested right now? This audio no, no, no. comes from his body camera. He walked up to Garner from behind. She kind of smiles and shrugs and okay. turns away. Let's stop. Come on. Come Hop on. grabs her, and what happens next would leave her badly injured. No, 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 on the ground. Stay on the ground. From there, the video really speaks for itself. Sarah Shelke is Garner's attorney in Loveland. It's this moment seen around the world where I think anybody with common sense, anybody with any like moderate life experience knows that this is not at all a juncture where um, force would make sense to be used. After a long struggle, she's left with a dislocated shoulder and a broken arm. And eventually the city would face a PR nightmare, followed by the resignations of several officers, including Hop, who earlier this month pleaded guilty to felony assault of Garner. None of this would have happened if Garner's family had not come to Shelke for help. The family came to me basically saying, we just had to go get our mother from the hospital. And she's charged with theft, 
resisting arrest and obstruction. And because Garner has dementia, she couldn't even recall critical details. So it took more than nine months of preparation for Shelke to finally file a federal lawsuit in April of 2021. In the end, Loveland agreed to a massive payout, a $3 million settlement for the family, one of dozens of settlements across northern Colorado to end serious allegations against police in recent years. Aurora, Colorado has agreed to pay $15 million to Elijah McClain's family following a $1.2 million settlement tonight for an excessive force lawsuit that involves three $150,000 to settle a police misconduct allegation, says the Fort Collins officer who arrested him. No government agency we found is tracking these suits, meaning Coloradans can't look up if their police departments had settlements and how much was paid out. So KUNC filed a series of Colorado Open Records Act requests to find out. We started with Loveland and then added the 10 most populous cities across northern Colorado, from Denver to Fort Collins, Boulder to Greeley, and the suburban cities in between. We asked for settlements going back 10 years. Every city had several. Denver and Aurora had dozens. In all, we got 205 settlements for allegations that include false arrests, excessive uses of force, injuries, police threats, constitutional violations, and wrongful deaths. The tally came out to $50 million. That's enough to fund a police department the size of Boulder's for an entire year. Every municipality is different. Joanna Schwartz is a professor of law at the University of California, Los Angeles. She's one of the few people in the country who studies settlements involving police. I do think that on the whole, police departments and local governments don't learn from these lawsuits as much as they should. That we had to resort to open records requests, with some cities charging us to retrieve the settlements, reveals a lack of willingness in cities to even acknowledge that serious allegations against police happen there, Schwartz says. You can't manage what you don't measure, and you can't know where the problems lie and where the legal liabilities lie unless you keep track. Schwartz's research also indicates that for many police departments, settlements are not treated as a wake-up call, even the ones with huge payouts. That's because police departments often aren't the ones paying the settlements. Take, for instance, the $15 million settlement for Elijah McLean's family in Aurora last year, the largest of its kind in state history. $10 million came from risk insurance and $5 million from the city's general fund. No money came from the police budget. Attorney Sarah Schelke says most of the cases she has worked on play out in the same way. The money never comes out of the police agency's budgets, right? It's paid by an insurer, and the insurer doesn't really care about bad publicity. But cities clearly do. Many settlements reviewed by KUNC had confidentiality agreements and non-disparagement clauses that limit what alleged victims could say and, in some cases, who they could talk to. In Loveland, KUNC found six settlements besides Garner's. They added up to an additional $627,500 over 10 years. Other northern Colorado cities of a similar size followed roughly similar patterns in terms of numbers of settlements and amounts paid. There's, you know, too many police departments with long track records of, of bad behavior and seemingly no turning point where any lawsuit was enough to actually fix anything. That 
That's why in April of 2021, when Schelke filed the Garner lawsuit, she also went to the court of public opinion, releasing body camera footage along with surveillance tape showing Garner in a jail cell for hours, untreated for her injuries as officers replayed their own body camera footage of her arrest, laughing. News reporters turned their attention to police chief Robert Tyser, who apologized for his department, but said that in the months leading up to this April press conference, he was not aware of everything that had happened to Garner. There were uh, individuals here in this organization that knew about the case, obviously, um, but the specifics to the serious bodily injury, that was the first time I was notified of that. KUNC's requests for an interview with Tyser went unanswered. Last week, Loveland officials announced his departure, naming an interim chief. Tyser had promised change, including training for officers and a review of allegations of excessive uses of force going back to 2019. Looking back over a decade, many of the settlements we reviewed from northern Colorado received little or even no attention from the news. The stack of Loveland settlements named many police officers, and in all, about two dozen police employees. According to those settlements, the officers admitted to no wrongdoing in any of the cases. Michael DeOanna, KUNC. In the second part of our series, we focus on the city of Aurora and failed efforts to change police culture using settlements. Join me on Wednesday to hear that story, as well as a deeper conversation with Michael about his reporting on this and what he's focusing on next. And to find out more about settlements in your northern Colorado city, just go to KUNC.org. That's all for today on Colorado Edition. Our executive producer is Sean Corcoran. Digital editing is handled by Ashley Jeffcoat and Jackie High. Our theme music was composed by Colorado musicians Brianna Harris and Johnny Burroughs. I'm Erin O'Toole. I'll be back Wednesday with more news from Northern Colorado. Thank you so much for listening.